When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda, Dundalk and Cavan. We have amazing offers available across the 211 Renault and Dacia range. Get your car delivered to you in just a couple of clicks. Call us today to find out more or visit blackstonemotors.ie. Stay safe from Blackstone Motors. 414 20 23 27 37. If you have those six numbers, well, you're on the pig's back today, aren't you? Because you are 12,740,043 euro richer and you're living in Kilkenny. You're a cat, yes. One of the cats has won. The cat's got the cream, that's for sure today. Well, health aware, whoever you are, or if you're a group, even better. I'm delighted for you and I hope the money brings you happiness, joy and that you use it wisely to help a lot of other people as well. It was the biggest jackpot win for almost four years in this country and it's been rolling since the 30th of January. I had me ticket, but there you go, like uh, thousands and thousands of others up and down the country. But I did win. I checked my ticket from last Saturday. I never checked it and I had three plus the bonus so I got 21 euro for last Saturday so I felt good about that this morning it's a long way from 12,740,043 euro for sure but a win's a win as they say well done to all concerned and if you're into your luck or trying your luck the Euro Millions is 60 million this Friday. Sure, put that in the shade if you won the 60 million. Oh God, it's a matter of relatives, isn't it? Welcome to the show this Thursday afternoon. Great to have you with us. We're going to hear about a Dundalk company. We've spoken to them before, Fighter Fix. Uh, they picked up a major international award. Sean Horn is with me. She's a successful entrepreneur and businesswoman. Very interesting lady. What about back to school? Mums and dads and everybody and the sandwich conundrum. What are you putting in the Sambo's ham? Your ham's the old fallback, isn't it? But you know what? It's not good to have ham in the Sambo's every day of the week. Rachel Graham, our wonderful nutritionist, is with us to talk about Sambo's this afternoon. And if you want to get in touch with us on the show, don't forget the usual numbers. 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text me now to the show or you can call in on 1850-715-958. Do you have a favourite sandwich? What's your favourite Sambo? Sure, let me know. Bit of crack. Let's see what we get. What is your favourite Sambo? I'll tell you mine in a little while when we're chatting to Rachel. But let's begin today with a woman who's a member of the Drogheda City Status Group. She's a community activist and she's the type of woman that you'd confide in or seek guidance from. She really is. And she was a guest of mine on the very first late lunch show ever and she's been back on a number of occasions since and the reason she's joining me today 
because woohoo, she's fully vaccinated. Anna McKenna, hello again. Good afternoon, Jerry. Thanks for joining me. Well, how are you feeling? I'm feeling great, Jerry. Feeling great. So I was in the garden this morning. <laughs> this morning. <laughs> Good on you, Anna. Tell us the story. Which one did you get? Got the Pfizer one. And you got the first jab a few weeks ago, was it? Uh, we got the first jab, I think it was the 21st of February, and the second jab on the 21st of March. Right, and you're then now right beyond the waiting period afterwards to say that you're fully vaccinated. Well beyond it, yeah, three weeks beyond. Anna, last one. have you the badge? You know the birthday badges the children get? I am five, I am six. Should I, you? O- I often feel like that. I've said it to a few people. I, I'd love to have a badge just to say that I haven't got my two vaccines. <laughs> <laughs> and let people know as you meet them. Do you feel a sense of relief? Oh, you do, Jerry. You do definitely feel a sense of relief. Yes. And I've been trying to go out walking more now. I wouldn't have my mask on, but if I was going into the shop now, I'd always put the mask on. Mm. Um, and uh, no, and I'm looking forward to meeting with the others that um, have got their two COVID vaccines too, because people meet up. Yes. That's you know, true. That's the true. one thing that I can't understand, Jerry, is neither we I would have or so many other people would have their second vaccines. Hairdressers, why could we not go to the hairdresser <laughs> and get our hair done? Anna, Anna, don't go down that road. You're going to crash the lines here and block the text yeah. messages because I, I, I know, I know people are really feeling this, and and especially I know the lads look after the hair, but from a woman's point of view, it's crucial, isn't it? Well, even from a man's point of view, too. <laughs> listen, <laughs> uh, listen, don't worry about us, fellas. We'll, we'll be all right. But I know how much uh, a lot of people, it was like a religion with them going every week or once a, mo- once yeah, a fortnight yeah. or once a month. And you know yourself, the, even the social interaction, never mind. That's you it, know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're That's missing that big time. Well, look, at hopefully they'll get back sooner rather than later because the news is better today. Can I ask you about the jab? When you were going for it, you know what all the news you're being bombarded with, like ourselves and from places like this, had you any worries getting it? I did uh, think about it a couple of times and that of a relation that wouldn't get it at all and be talking to her and she's very much against it. But I felt that um, it was the right thing to do and I'd have confidence in the doctor and the the surgery that we go to that, mm. um, you know, yes, yes. if anything happened to that, I would feel that I'd have a good follow-up, you know. So yeah. from that point of view, I didn't feel um, mm. any doubts about it. But having got the two, I'm really delighted. And I know a woman that got them and she's been out for the first time in about eight months. Wow, it's just something else, isn't it? That freedom you feel. Had you any side effects with either jab? Um, Not the first one. Uh, A wee bit sore, my arm needless to say, after, you know, you feel it, you touch it, and you say, wish that's where I got my injection, a wee bit sore. But the second injection, I think it was the second day, that particular night, I felt as if my face was a little bit heated, as if I was going to get... You know, a flu or something, but it didn't come to anything. I just took two paracetamol mm. and everything was OK after that. Mm. And your good husband, Mr. Gene McKenna of Drogheda United fame, uh, you know, was it Order of Malta? I better get this right and put him in the right bracket. Order of Malta? Order of Malta, that's right. Yeah, oh, God, yeah, good yeah. job I didn't mention the other crew. <laughs> anyway, anyway, Gene uh, is uh, fully vaccinated as well, so that's both of you. Both of us, yeah, and he had no after effects either. That is great to hear. Yeah, it really God. is. Yeah. You know, you talk about, you know, everybody in life, you need to look forward. At, at No matter what age you are, to look forward in life. Ha- has that brought that feeling back to you again, that good feeling of looking to the future with confidence? Yeah, well, I would always be one that would look to yes. the future. But I was involved with a Monday club, a ladies club on a Monday morning. 
mm. and they were over 50s. I'm saying over 50s very technically, but they were over 50s. Yeah. And um, they can't meet up and I get a few phone calls from them and the general conversation with the ones was, have you got your COVID yet? Yes. Have you got the second one yet? Yeah. They're waiting to get it to get that sense of freedom. Yes, and get back together yeah. again. And that have you is that the biggest loss of the last year? You know, you have your family, you have children, grandchildren as well. Has that been the the, the toughest part? Well, Jerry, the f- thing that I hated most was the word cocoon. Mm. That really got me down. Cocoon. It meant that you just you couldn't do anything. You were just yes. You weren't allowed to do anything within yourself. You felt it. But I think the good weather, um, it'll make people feel good. And luckily enough, we have good neighbours here. Yeah. And not only are they good neighbours, but during the COVID thing, they, were, they turned out to be excellent. I mean, they're well over their, their neighbourliness and doing things for us, you know. Yeah, and so the outdoor bowls will probably start again fairly soon, I'd say. Yeah, and you're great fans. I know you've been a great sportswoman all your life, supporter of and participant. But to get back at the Green Hills Bowling Club, I, I visited you there uh, a few years back to see right. all the young people and everything enjoying it. But outdoors, yes, the, the outdoor will, will outdoor come up back. Outdoor up in the Lewis yeah. Stadium should be able to go fairly soon. Yes, yes. You know? So there's a lot to look forward to. Mm. You know, and I think it's the same, especially with the weather being so good. Yeah. But the other thing that, you know, this thing where you're phoning up and asking on the date for the book your test or the book your yes. vaccine. I think people should be told to ask people to help them do it because there's a lot of elderly people wouldn't know how to phone and, you know, these yeah. automatic um, answers you get. Yes. I think if they know somebody about it, they can more able to do it, ask them to do it for them. That's a very good suggestion, you know, and and you know there you mentioned the neighbourliness that has come back as well in yeah. a lot of instances with this. But you're so right there because there is a, a I'm going to give the number in a few moments that you call, but it is one of those eighteen fifty numbers. Yeah. It may take you in different directions, and of course you can register on the website as well. And certainly, lots of people who don't use the technology need help there, Anna. You're so right. Yeah, yeah. You really and there's are. always somebody there that'll do it for them, you know, mm. and delighted to do it for them. Yeah. What would you say to people? I know you mentioned somebody there that you know that are a bit wary of it, and understandably, people are wary, and especially in the context of the AstraZeneca uh, vaccine, you know, and the blood clotting and the Janssen one as well. Now, what would you say to people listening today, uh, you know, in terms of of going for a vaccine and having the vaccine? Well, Jerry, everything you take has a side effect. Sometimes, yeah, you know, no matter what it is. Mm. There's some sort of a side effect to it. And you kind of say to yourself, is it worth taking the risk for? And I feel it is worth taking the risk for. I mean, they say, what is it, one, four in a million or something got yeah. the slot or something like that. Yes, actually. You know, it could be the unlucky one, yeah. but you're, I could cross the street and be knocked down and be unlucky. That is so true. Seven in a million, and actually there was one fatality in a million, which is very sad here, any fatality yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. But you're right, I, I get the flu jab every year, and I, I can honestly say I never miss it, but I felt uh, little side effects from time to time. It, it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. that's part of it. We'd always get the, the anti-flu too. Yeah. But um, you just have to question yourself whether you want to take the risk or not. Mm. But I think it's worthwhile doing it. It does definitely give you a sense of freedom. Yeah. Do you feel cheated in any way? You know that, my God, look at the last year of my life. Look what I've missed out on. Do you ever dwell on that? Well, the year just seems to have flown. It's gone very fast. But the thing that I feel, and I I feel a bit sad about it actually, is that um, people will be dead that I'd have known that I don't even know they're dead. Mm. 
you know, people talk about people say, do you remember so-and-so? And, yeah, well, she's dead. And you didn't know that. Yes. You know? Yeah. But on, on, on that side, I mean, we're all going to go somewhere, but uh, I definitely would have taken the vaccination. But the only thing that I don't like is when they're talking about it on the television or the radio, there's so many people come out and talk about it and they're all talking about different things. Mm. And they're supposed to be experts. Yeah. And how can I, a, a simple person, believe all the different versions that the experts are given? Yeah, it's confusing. You know, it's very, very confusing. It is. It is. It's hard to decipher, you know, or to get to the nub of matters when you have so many different and varied opinions of it. And I even say to you, and I mentioned it here yesterday on the show, Look at yesterday and the doom and gloom peddled by the media that summer was cancelled, we're gotched, uh, we won't have the vaccines. And this morning, the same media, and I am part of this, come out and say, oh, hallelujah, all is saved. Yes, yes, yes. And tomorrow could say the opposite again. (laughs) We could be. Life is a roller coaster. Is that what uh, Ronan Keating sang about? That's for sure. But you know that type of, you know. I think they need to keep us in some sort of hope yes you know there's always hope and there is always hope I mean we're going to get out of it no doubt mm. Mm. and I going to look back on it I remember the time of the TB outbreak yes and that was a terrible thing at the time it was and so many people lost their lives That's and right. the amount of people who were hospitalised and not for weeks months and in some cases yes. years with it Anna you yes. know that yourself yes. Yeah, yeah. And it passed. It passed. Yeah. I think we still need to take care of, we still need to do the hand hygiene and all that type of thing. But I think that's that should be done anyway. Yes. If there's nothing about we still should be always be washing our hands and coughing into, you know, doing <coughs> doing the proper yes. hygiene. Yes, and I think that is a lesson that's come out of it as well. And I think despite the fact that, as you say yourself there, that, uh, you know, the vaccines are there, uh, I, I honestly say that, uh, you know, we've got to take care and, uh, you know, wash the hands, keep the distance. Yes. And the masks will be part of life for a while, you know. Yes, yeah, yeah. The other thing that I would say is the vaccine, getting the vaccine itself is very, very easy. There's no sense of an injection at all. Yes, absolutely. You know, absolutely. There's no pain with it. There's some injection you might feel, but this particular one you don't feel at all. So you shouldn't have any fear of going to get it. So positivity is the message today, Anna. Oh, definitely, definitely. In life, get on. It's a lovely day. Get on with life. <laughs> yeah, and that uh, that is the way to uh, look on it. And hopefully, you'll be back cheering on. Your beloved Drogheda United, who are setting the Premier Division alight at the moment. They're doing great. (laughs) They're doing much better, I think, than anyone ever expected. And we wish them them well. And through an awful lot to get with the art. Ah, yes, yes. Mm. And it's great to see it, isn't it? Anna, you're a power. You're a tonic. You really are. Thank you for joining me again on the show. You're welcome. Take care of yourself. Bye bye. Well, after speaking to Anna, as I said, the roller coaster of life, let's enjoy it. Here he is, Ronan Keating. Just to let you know, following my conversation with Anna there, that the online portal for people aged between 65 and 69 to register for the COVID-19 vaccine has opened. It's open for 69-year-olds today. There have been thousands and thousands of people registered already. You can register at hse.ie on the website or by calling 1850 24 1850. So that's 1850 
You can book 68-year-olds tomorrow, 67s on Saturday, and 66-year-olds from a Sunday, and then 65-year-olds from Monday next onwards. So those are the details. HSE.ie or 1850 You need your PPS number, air code, mobile phone number, and an email address to register online. So make sure you have those PPS, air code, mobile phone number, and email address if you're doing it on an online basis. And the vaccinations will start in little over a week's time and they'll be administered at the vaccination centres rather than through GP surgery. So the centres are now really coming online. Hi, Jerry. That woman, Anna McKenna, should be the next president of the country. <laughs> Lovely comment, isn't it? She's a great woman. She really is. And as for her husband, Gene, he is a legend too, says a listener to the show today. If you want to join us, don't forget the numbers. 1850 if you'd like to call in, or 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Louise, did you know? Probably not. <laughs> Neither did I. Neither did I till this morning. You know me for me trivia and that. You know McDonald's restaurants. Yeah. The McDonald's. You do, of course, yeah. know McDonald's. Everybody, I'm sure, knows the McDonald's or possibly had one in their lifetime. They were set up by brothers Richard and Morris McDonald in 1940 in California. They set up the first McDonald's restaurant. And you know the Golden Arch, the M, the Golden yeah, mate, Arch, that's yeah. synonymous. That didn't come in until 1953 in Phoenix, Arizona. But the big change, this is why I'm talking about it, was on this day in 1955 when Ray Kroc, you might have heard that name in conjunction with McDonald's, you might have heard, heard, mightn't have heard about the brothers, but Ray Kroc bought the business and started to really franchise out. You know what I mean? The, yeah, yeah. the stores yeah. are all over. Would you have a shot at how many stores? No, I won't. I'm not going to put you in the spot. Do you know how many stores worldwide are restaurants? Restaurants, McDonald's, there are today. It'd have to be hundreds of thousands. No, there are 37,855. Okay. Now, that's a lot. Like, that's Mm -hmm. a lot. 37,855. There are hundreds of thousands of employees. It employs 210,000 people around the world. It's a huge employer. But I just said I'd mention it today because today, this day in 55, when Ray Kroc opened the first, you know, he started the franchising of it and away it went from there. Would you... you I'm surprised there isn't a, you know, a burger named after him, the Kroc Mac or something. Kroc Kroc Mac. (laughs) The Kroc Burger. The Kroc Burger. They might think then it's crocodile meat or something that's in it. You know what I mean? The Ray, the Ray Burger or something. Anyway, uh, do you like McDonald's? Would you like? Would you be? It wouldn't be my favourite fast food. Well, I, 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 I like it, but I, I wouldn't be my go-to. I know you love it. Uh, well, I, I, you know, I have to say, when I think back, when it came to Ireland first, I told you that we used to pop the children in the car and drive <laughs> to Fibsborough for a McDonald's all the way. Yeah. We'd go up there to have a McDonald's. Oh, jeez, it was a treat. And then I used to pop in when I was in Dublin. Where I'd be in and out of Dublin through work. I'd love to get a McDonald's as well. I love a quarter pounder with cheese. Oh, I love it. Jeez, I love a quarter pounder with cheese. I think the divisive issue is the people that do like mm. the pickle and the people that take it out. Yes. I can't stand it. I love it. There you go. I'd eat the pickles. Just give me the pickles. No, I'd peel them out. I'd (laughs) I'd have to open the bun and get rid of them straight away. So Louise is no pickle and I am Mr. Pickle. So there you have it. Um, And like, well, while we're on the the, the chat about sandwiches, we're going to be talking to Rachel Graham in a few moments about sandwiches. This has come to light because you were saying to me that, you know, with children back at school. I might as well just buy a pig, the amount of ham that I've bought this week for sandwiches. (laughs) 
I've I've gone to the shop every day this week to buy pounds of ham. <laughs> I'm going to give you a little advice. <laughs> I told you not to get the dog. You got it. <laughs> I warned you not to get the cat. You got it. And now, folks, she's going to get a pig. <laughs> In the name of Saint Christopher, well, no, will I'm you not stop? going to kill the dog and the cat. No, like, come on, <laughs> no so she's I won't not. Get the pig. We'll have the uh, ISPCA well, onto us. No, she's that. not. She's not. <laughs> but I know what you mean because they won't I, eat anything else. I I actually have seen that myself in my lifetime. That just ham became the fallback. Mm. Nothing but ham, ham and butter, and they love it. Mm. They won't eat. They're very. They won't. Well, Cole probably would, but the other mm. two are quite picky. So we're going to be you, talking, folks. What do you do? Yeah, Send about them. the sandwich. What do you do with the school lunchbox, especially, and trying to rotate or vary the sandwich? Now, Rachel Graham knows her stuff and she's going to guide us. And I'll be very curious to see what she has to say about children like yours that are in a vein. How do you, you know, introduce new? And what do you do? You can try and put the grated carrot or whatever, but yeah. the kids then go hungry at school and bring the lunch home. Mm. So... You're wasting food. Yeah, kids it's, are starving. It's a real conundrum for for parents. I know it is, and it's it's a, a a point of friction as well. If the lunch comes home, you know what are you doing? Why am I making the lunch for you? I understand this. On an aside, what's your favourite sandwich? What's your favourite sandwich? If you were to um, make a sandwich for yourself, white what bread, do you love? Loads of mayonnaise, iceberg lettuce, um, egg, and loads of pepper. <laughs> White That's pepper. a nice. I, I'd like that sandwich mm, too. Now I, I have to say, I would. I love a BLT, Louise. All oh, right, okay. You know, get nice okay. rashers, uh, lettuce, tomato, and red sauce, little bit of mayo, and mustard. Mustard. mustard you have to have mustard. Sauce. Mustard, red Together. sauce, and mayo. Yeah, you have to have that done specifically. I love a BLT like that. I really do. It's a lovely sambo. It and would really you is. have pickle in your sandwiches? You mentioned you have pi- uh, you love pickle. You on know, McDonald's. Uh, if pickle I, and cheese. Uh, well, geez, if I buy another jar of anything weird and put it in the press, <laughs> I think the house will be broken up <laughs> because I'd buy the jar of pickles and they might lie there till they're out of date. You know, like the bread maker. And shh, shh, don't <laughs> that say must that. Be four years and old. Stop, now, please, don't five? go there. But yes, I'd eat them. But I wouldn't. Uh, necessarily necessarily go out and buy them. Anyway, the school box, the school lunchbox conundrum. Have you, can you help us with this or not? have you any thoughts on it? What about your favourite sambo? BLT for me, eggy, eggy. Egg and lettuce, iceberg lettuce. Pepper and all that type of thing for Louise. What do you think? Let us know. It's a bit of crack, a bit of trivia on the show today. We love to hear from you. 086-1800-658. Come on, WhatsApp, text us. Join in the conversation on the show today or 1850-715-958 if you'd like to call in. Well, Louise, I mentioned at the top of the show. I haven't been talking to you since. It's a long time. Um, <laughs> the lotto jackpot was won by one ticket. One ticket, isn't it? Just such fortune for somebody there today. Wow. Uh, I wonder will they go public or will they keep it quiet? It'll be interesting. It could be a syndicate. Could be. And hopefully, wouldn't it be the grace of God if it was a syndicate, 12 or more, that it would be split around? Wouldn't that Mm. be just great? I I hope it is something like that. Anyway, before we head to news, I'll just remind you not to forget that we have live commentary from two Premier League matches this Saturday on the LMFM app or by clicking on the Listen tab on the LMFM website. First up, Newcastle take on West Ham at half past 12 and then in the evening... Quarter past eight kickoff. Wolverhampton Wanderers against Sheffield United. Premier League live with now stream live action from BT Sport and Premier Sports with a now sports extra membership, and you won't miss a kick of a ball. That's for sure. 
Coming up on Late Lunch, I did mention to you, Rachel Graham is with us shortly and she's talking sambos and lunchboxes and how you get your children fed well and that they'll take to it. We'll also be talking to Sean Horn. She's a businesswoman, an entrepreneur, wonderful lady with us a little later. And don't forget, I didn't forget about them, ELO. Yes, my artist of the week. I'm shining the spotlight on them. A great song for you today. I'm so confused, says a Late Lunch listener with the vaccination rollout. My mother of over 70 hasn't been called yet. Did she need to register? Well, I would go about registering her anyway for sure if she hasn't been called. I wouldn't let that rest, whoever you are. Go to hse.ie or I have the number. Hold on, beg your pardon. Just lean back here. Sorry about that. Uh, it's 1850 24 That's 1850 24 1850. Um, we've been, plenty of messages coming to us today when I pick up this other one. Um, Jerry, can somebody please come on air and let people know if there are legitimate reasons for not getting the AstraZeneca vaccine in particular? I, for one, have numerous allergies and therefore have concerns. It's wrong for Leo Vardker to say that if we refuse this particular one, that we go to the end of the list. We need to know if we could have an allergic reaction. Thanks indeed for that. We'll work on that to see if we can get somebody uh, to talk to us uh, about that uh, sooner rather than later. What about your sandwiches? Listener on to me there to say, love Louise's suggestion, but I'd certainly add the egg into the, or the onion into the egg. I've your pardon. So that's egg and onion sandwiches. They're a famous one, I have to say, going back in time as well. Um, Jerry, what about tuna and sweet corn? Make it myself at home with not too much mayonnaise. You generally get them made and the mayonnaise is a divil in them, says a listener. A divil. I love that word. Uh, Pat here from Dulique. My favourite sandwich is ham, tomato, salad cream and lettuce. Oh, lovely, Jerry. Uh, but I've gone off them because I'm eating them too much. Uh, I bring my dinner with me in the lunchbox now and uh, plug it in uh, to warm it up when I'm at work, says listeners. They are gone from the sandwiches to the warming up of the dinner itself. And here's another interesting one uh, from a listener I'll just mention to you about the lunchboxes. And we're going to talk about it now to Rachel Graham. We have arranged for the children to make their own lunches now. There are no arguments anymore, says Caroline from Dramin. So there you go. They're making their own uh, sandwiches in Caroline's household. Thanks for getting in touch with us on the show. Rachel Graham is with us. She's there. Have we got Rachel? Let's see if she's there at the moment. Hello, Rachel. Hi, Barry. How are you? Ah, oh, Rachel, it's great to talk to you again. Yeah. Well, well, you know something. You know what we're going to talk about because this has ra- uh, risen its head again this week, Rachel, with the return to school, you know, of the majority of students. And uh, Louise was talking to me about it. And I heard it from another mammy as well. Oh, the lunchbox. What do we do? And uh, I don't know whether you heard uh, Louise earlier on. She says... She's going to buy a pig because it's just ham all the way in the sandwiches and they won't eat anything else. Can you talk to me about that for a minute first? Will you have children who are in a vein of, you know, eating ham all the time and are reluctant to change? They'll bring it back home if you give them something different. Yeah, sure. It is, I mean, it is a bit of an issue, I would say. Um, it's just it, they're also been influenced by their their peers and by their friends and they see what they have and they just want the same. So you're, you know, challenged on two fronts there, both nutritionally and also with kind of a bit of peer pressure. 
So what I have found um, is quite effective in this kind of situation is to get your kids involved in actually making food. It doesn't necessarily have to be lunches, but I would suggest get them involved in the kitchen, maybe making a dinner or making a breakfast or something really simple. And I would suggest starting with something like a smoothie because um, I've rarely come across a child who will you know, resist uh, uh, taking a smoothie. They really, really like them, especially if you keep them really simple and uh, include things like banana and nut butter. And you can also obviously add in things like blueberries and some, you know, really healthy ingredients as well. And um, they really enjoy those. And they're like, I just made that. And they're quite empowered by that. And then you go, okay, let's try something else, you know, Mm. and then you can, you know, take it up a notch. So definitely say, take the focus and the emphasis off sandwiches and the lunchbox and get them involved in, you know, preparing and creating recipes with you at the weekend, maybe. And um, that will kind of, you know, pique their interest. Yeah. And that's all you need to do. And then it's like, okay, why don't we try something different for lunch? And, and, you know, you kind of have to kind of be careful which battle, pick your battles, I would say, yeah. <laughs> because, uh, you know, you can find yourself at loggerheads and being really, really frustrated and then, you know, creating this anxiety around food and then just this constant resistance. So you don't want that. So you have to be a little bit clever about it. And I find that those tactics are very effective. And then, you know, just get them involved cooking. With okay. Food. Yeah. Okay. So the thing is that you're saying, and Caroline, that message I, I, I read out just before you joined me there to say that she, they're doing their own, they're making their own. So there is a psychology in this and you like it. Now let's start about, um, start with the bread, should I say, or the pita mm-hmm. or the wraps. What do you mm-hmm. recommend there? You know, white bread, if it's white bread every day, well, it's not great, is it? Yeah, well, you you know how I feel about yeah, white bread. Yeah. So, um, I mean, sourdough is, I suppose, the only exception to that. Um, but very few people have access to real sourdough bread. So, assuming that you don't have access to that and not making it yourself, then I would definitely suggest exploring other options. So, pita bread would be a good option, yes. And you can fill the pitas and they're really, really nice. Um, then the other option I would say is try them with brown bread. I know it's not always successful, but, you know, McCambridge's brown bread is really good. It's a good option. Um, alternatively, I really like using large salad leaves as wraps, and they're very colourful in a lunchbox, and they're easy for them to eat. So you could use like a, a an iceberg lettuce leaf yep. and fill that with something substantial like a tuna mix, um, something that's not going to drip all over the place. And, uh, and that's also a, a really good option as well. So there's definitely alternatives you don't have to just go with the white bread but i don't think you can go from a a ham sandwich on white bread to a salad wrap you know overnight you're going to have to kind of go through the process of getting them involved and getting them you know interested in what they're making because then when they have that interest they're emotionally attached to that food and they want it to be nice and then when it is nice they're like hey i can cook you know yes and 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 that's really effective so if, if you look at a week say it's ham <laughs> ham ham every day and of course you're right this won't happen overnight people have to buy in mm-hmm. but say during a week you had one day ham another day perhaps chicken i only suggest these white meats the turkey the tuna another day and maybe cheese if you were able to do a rotation like that in good pita or good quality brown bread would you be happy with that schedule for somebody 
Well, no, I would say it's too much kind of animal okay. protein there. So right. You definitely need to include a lot more plant-based proteins. And you can do that simply by, you know, replacing the likes of the mayonnaise. I think I heard some of the listener uh, comments there about, you know, the mayonnaise and the salad cream and things like that. So you can easily replace those with uh, the likes of hummus. So hummus is a very nice spreadable option that will keep your sandwich moist and um, it's really good to include in sandwiches. So hummus contains chickpeas, which are a plant-based protein. And um, it's very simple to make, but you can also buy some good good branded uh, hummus in the supermarkets. The other alternative is to mash up some avocado, a really nice avocado that's, you know, perfectly ripe and mash it so that it's nice and smooth. And you can use that as a mayonnaise replacement as well. Just add a little bit of salt to it and uh, that's a really good option. You're getting loads of fibre and really good healthy fats. So remember that kids need, you know, uh, we need to support their learning and their focus. And how you do that is through um, healthy fats. And those are contained in things like avocados, nuts and seeds. Um, And they need these things for their growth and development and for long-lasting energy. So, you know, sneaking those things in, in kind of very... um, Effective ways is really important, and if you can do that, you're you're winning basically. Mm. A sandwich from years ago, and I still love it myself today. I have to say, is uh, especially when I have my own tomatoes and stuff in the garden in season, mm. like a lettuce, uh, a tomato, a lovely spring onion, and a, an egg through it. You know, and make up a little mix. Now we put the mayo yeah. into it <laughs> to give it the kick. Um, yeah. Is the mayo the the problem there? Well, you know, unfortunately, in mayonnaise, you're not just talking about saturated fats, but, you know, there's just so much salt and sugar as well. So, you know, these are where all the hidden sugars are. And so if you can avoid using mayonnaise, using the options that I recommended in that kind of a kind of a, an egg salad sandwich, as I think of it, yeah. um, you know, you could use the likes of uh, make your own good balsamic dressing mm. and then add a little bit of yogurt to that. Yeah. And then you can use that through the, the sandwich. Okay. So, you're getting olive oil there, you know, and you're getting some maybe good live probiotic yogurt. So both of those are, there's loads of great replacements. You don't have to rely on, you know, the, the shop-bought stuff. You can, yeah. um, add, you know, just think about what you're adding into your diet as opposed to what you're taking out. Yes. It's a whole mindset and it's, it's really good. And actually, I dressed a salad just the other day with some nice organic honey, uh, mm-hmm. a really good olive oil, and uh, lemon juice I whipped and with a little black pepper I tell you it was the loveliest Mm. dressing ever and I take it that's a decent one Rachel Absolutely yeah I mean you know how I feel about olive oil it is my fat of choice and it's just so good for you it's really good for your brain health and um, it has those beneficial monounsaturated fats and that's what your brain will thrive on so you can imagine what it'll do for kids sitting in a classroom trying to learn and focus you want to get the good fats into them um, and I, I definitely recommend starting with the smoothie. So a smoothie in the morning time is so good because you can add in those beneficial fats. And, you know, b- bananas have um, loads of potassium and magnesium. You can add in a bit of avocado that has the good fats in it. You can add in some chia seeds. And then you can put in the other stuff that they like. And, you know, like um, the uh, nice milk and, um, you know, the more bananas, you can put in some peanut butter or almond butter, things like that that are really going to, uh, you know, you know, satisfy their taste. Mm. And, and that will really set them up for a good 
morning at school because it's going to keep their blood sugars balanced and keep them focused. Um, because basically kids who start the day on a high sugar breakfast will literally have no focus, no concentration, and they'll probably, you know, end up maybe even being quite disturbing for the rest of the class, you know, and interrupting and messing and whatnot. So, um, you know, their choices in the morning are really what are going to set them up for the rest of the day. Um, and yeah, so there's, there's plenty of options. And there's actually... Uh, I'm going to give a good recommendation here for a protein powder that you can add into your smoothie. It's uh, from a brand called New Zest, and they have one especially for kids, and they do two different flavors. I think it's chocolate and vanilla, but it's full of calcium, it's full of good protein, and also probiotics, which are good for their gut bacteria. So New Zest is the name of that? New Zest, yeah. It's a protein, it's a plant protein powder with absolutely zero nasties, no additives, no artificial sweeteners or anything like that. And it's a great addition for smoothies. Um, so that with some milk and some oats. So that's your complex carbohydrate. You know, you, you love your porridge in the morning. So this mm. is like drinkable, drinkable goodness. And that would be a great start for your kids and something that they could make with you. And it takes literally minutes. Okay, I I have the impression, and maybe you'll put me right on this, that when I look at a lunchbox, and perhaps I'm doing a massive disservice to the uh, general population out there, I would think crisps, a a bar, some kind of a chocolate bar, the ham sambo, and and a drink could be the run of lunchboxes. Am am I way off the mark, do you think? Not at all. I'd say that that would be the average lunchbox for sure, yeah. Right, and therefore... Between that extreme and your really good extreme, there's a long way to go, you know what I mean, to migrate people. That's what I'm trying to get at here. But you're saying involve them, teach them, talk to them, let them prepare themselves. And gradually, you can't just empty the lunchbox of all that overnight and then there's something completely different. That'll be disaster, won't it? Yeah, exactly. But I think, you know, it doesn't have to be a battle. You know, you can um, just... Just get started and, you know, know that it's going to take a little bit of time. And I think, you know, when you realize that there's no urgency, there's no battles. It's just like, okay, you know, you might have a couple of good days and then they'll might revert back to a couple of ham sandwiches. And then you just have to keep at them, be consistent, you know, and um, because you're trying to set them up with good, healthy habits for the rest of their life, you know. And uh, I think meal prep is integral to all of this especially at the weekend if you can put some time in to prepare things a few things in advance they're going to make your life easy um and you know you can have smoothie bags for example i know i'm going on about smoothies a lot but you know they really are a great quick option highly nutritious and you can have those bags with all the bits in it that you're going to dump into your blender already prepared in your freezer and all you have to do is add the liquid component and maybe the protein powder you know so it couldn't be quicker and they love to do that to be able to go to the freezer themselves and do that and then you can you know cut up you know bits of fruit and um, you know veg sticks and things like that and and those are easy and enjoyable for them to eat you know I think uh, carrot sticks and peppers and sweet peppers are gorgeous and they're so good as well I know and when they take to them they absolutely love them listener there saying Please, no soggy sandwiches. <laughs> so, yeah, that That is a thing as well. You don't want them dripping. You mentioned it earlier on there. There's no need to have them soggy. No, absolutely not at all. And, you know, this is where, you know, using uh, the different alternatives I was mentioning, like the hummus and the mashed avocado and stuff like that, you think that they're not going to like them, but it's actually a textural thing because they're nice and soft and smooth, you know. 
and then you add in something that has got a lot of flavour. Like you can still use things like maybe feta cheese, which has kind of a slightly salty uh, taste to it. You can add in, you know, some some onions. Um, I mean, every child is different and has their likes and dislikes, and you will know your child. Um, but it's good for them to explore these different flavours as well and know what they don't like and go, okay, you don't like those. Let's try a few more things and see what's your new favourite food. Or the other thing you could do is put a chart on the wall with all the different colours of the rainbow and give them a challenge of how many colours can they eat this week. And it could be like a little family competition. And kids love that, you know. Yeah, that's a great suggestion. It really is. She'll teach you how to make sourdough. She'll put you right for the sambo. She'll guide you through life with the best of food and more besides rachelgraham.ie. Check her out, rachelgraham.ie. And we always appreciate when she gives us her time on Late Lunch. Thank you again, Rachel. You're very welcome, Jerry. It's great to talk to you again. You All too. God bless. Bye-bye. Brilliant Bye. she is, Rachel Graham. She's a wonderful, wonderful lady. RachelGraham.ie. Lots of suggestions there. Really, you know, so good. It is, you know, when I think of a Chris Barr ham sample. We've got to get away from that. We really do and migrate to much better. We have loads of lovely nutritious food out there and let's try and make a point of getting those into the lunchbox going forward. Late Lunch, LMFM Radio, your hours. Stay with us. (laughs) (laughs) Forgive me, I have to laugh. Message just come to us. We had a phone call. The caller has three grandchildren. And their mam is a chef. They get really healthy lunches every day. Last week, the grandson or the son of the chef came home and told the mammy that his friend Jamie is very clever and he has a crap lunch. So from now on, he wants a crap lunch like Jamie to be clever. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. <laughs> so the lovely eating the chocolate bar and, and the table is very clever and I'm eating this healthy stuff mammy and I can't add up I can't get the smellings carbohydrates make it clever and the fats obviously and the salt and the sugar thank you whoever you are for the call you've made her day you've brought a smile to her faces and made us laugh there's nothing better you can do in a day than make somebody smile or make them happy or laugh there really isn't Jean's been on to say I love me tato sambos Jerry Cheese and onion sambo. I'm sure you've had them, Louise. King. King sandwiches with I, loads of butter. The first. On the real, um, what's that bread? Batch loaf. Batch ah, loaf. yeah. yeah. That, like, now, Rachel, I hope Rachel's not listening. If Rachel's listening, we're, 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 we're really in the mire here because we're, but, uh, you know, a fresh loaf, mayo and, and Chris. Uh, but, you know, you know what that's doing to you? It's the cholesterol, the calories, you name it, the saturated fats are all there. And why is it that everything that tastes so nice in life is actually, you know, not great for your health? But the first fella, I want to remember him today, that I ever saw eating a tater sandwich when I went to Dublin. Remember I told the story of starting work in August 79 and going into the CSO and I met Mr. Eddie Joyce and Shay Connor. And Lord of mercy and Shay, he's dead quite a while now. I saw this fella putting tato crisps between slices of bread. <laughs> and for a fella from the country, that was news to me. I'd never seen a tato sandwich before, but I've had a few in my time since, I have to say. That was your first time I ever. ever saw anybody. Well, and had he a glass of milk as well? Because I know that's your yes, favourite drink to I, have. Well, he had, he had, I can't remember what he had with it, but he was crunching into them and I'd never seen it before. And I went home, I think that evening and said, jeez, you never believe what I saw. A fella putting tato 
between slices of bread. And you know what? It was just like Peter Kay said about the garlic bread. It's the future. Do you remember Peter Kay? It's <laughs> the future. Totally. And that was it for the potato sandwiches. Um, Connell, hello again. Connell McBride with us on the show yesterday, listening in the West of Scotland. His favourite is leftover mince and tatties. So oh, that's. So it's like dinner in, in a sandwich. In a lunch sandwich, yeah, I think. Like it, nearly like a Cornish pasty. You know, Cornish oh, pasty. Oh, it's, simple. It's, it's like that as well. But leftover mince and tatties between the bread. Oh, I'd say it's a great job. I would say that. You'd have to have red sauce or brown sauce or something. Brown sauce. Brown, brown. Yeah, brown. Chef or YR or HP. One of those. One of those. Yeah, YR probably be the best with it. Uh, A salad roll, Jerry. You can't beat a good salad roll. Put together well. Nice crunchy roll. Plenty of mayo. Lots of salad in it. And that's the job, says a listener to us this afternoon. And somebody else saying there about the mayo. There is, of course, Jerry. just reminding you, a vegan mayo you can get. Yeah, of course there is. Uh, plenty of uh, versions of it out there. Anyway, there's a sambo in particular tickle your fancy. The egg and onion. You, do, you don't put the onion in. No, just coming back to no, that. No, because I'm silly at times, haven't I, Jerry? You just learned me in the break. I thought that I didn't want to waste an onion for one sandwich. And I thought that once you cut up an onion, you had to put it in the bin straight away because it absorbed all the germs. But... You told me to use. No, the thing is, if you cut an onion and you only use half it, the thing to do with it is, is wrap it in cling film and stick it in the fridge. And within a day or two, use it if you, in the next dish. You know what I mean? Or something else that you're cooking. Or- I wouldn't leave it out because it all it dries up very quickly or that. But in the, I've used them from the fridge. I think they're fine. You know what I mean? Once you put the cling film on and keep them uh, sealed like that. Now, they won't last forever, but certainly don't be chucking away your onions. Hold on to them. Uh, get- or else put them in your socks. <laughs> Stave off coals. <laughs> That's an old wives' tale, isn't it? Yeah? Uh, I think it works. Does it? An onion in your sock? Yeah, slices of onion in your socks and Vicks. Or if you put an onion in the room, if you have a cold or a flu, watch how it swells up the next day. Move over AstraZeneca. It's Ferreter's <laughs> fix is that, for is COVID. Is that a brand of onion? <laughs> yeah, it's the onion. If Donald Trump had heard that when he was in the White House, he'd been out at a press conference this evening saying, I heard from a lady in Ireland that you put onion in your <laughs> shoe and it'll cure COVID. I guarantee you, Trump would have been out. <laughs> Late lunch, LMFM radio, still to come on the show. We have a brilliant businesswoman joining us shortly. But before all that, yes, this song is so appropriate. It's what goes in the centre. It's Steeler's Wheel, Jerry Rafferty. We love what's stuck in the middle, don't we? My next guest is an award-winning businesswoman, serial entrepreneur, business mentor and coach and event speaker. She set up quite a number of businesses of her own and she's been of enormous help to so many women, the length and breadth of the land and beyond. And she joins me on Late Lunch this afternoon. I'm delighted to say hello to Sean Horn. Hello, Sean. Hi, Jerry. Thank you so much for having me. Well, no. she sounded great. I must remember that intro. <laughs> <laughs> It's all true. I wouldn't say it. I'm an honest man and I always say what is the truth and every word of it I mean. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Can I ask you this? You intrigue me. Uh, Where does this business acumen of yours come from? Was it in the family? Did you get it from parents, someone else in the family or what? My dad was an amazing innovator. So although for the first half of his life he worked for other people, when he worked for himself eventually... You, he always was the person that everybody turned to. He could he could have started a business every day, I'd say. 
So you see, there's form here. It runs in the veins and the DNA. What about you? Do you remember your first venture? Or what did you do, you know, after school, college or whatever? Where did life take you at that stage? Yeah, absolutely. Well, my first venture would have been when I was in school. My parents were publicans and... um, I, I really like loved business from a very young age. So my first shop, my first tuck shop in the pub garden would have been, I would have been about seven or eight. And then I, <laughs> and then I went straight to go and work for the veg man next door because, and that's where I got the love of, of money and numbers because everything had to be done in your head. And it was really exciting for me. But um, I came out of college. I dropped out of college. I, I lived by myself in London at 16 um, and got my first managerial role um, in Jigsaw. I was in ladies' fashion originally, um, and I was their youngest manager at 17. Um, not a great one, it has to be said. I, I had a lot to learn, but um, but they had faith in me, and I did that for a while. And then straight away, I went back into what I knew best, which was being a publican, and I was a licensee at 18 in Richmond in London. My, oh my. And you know something, that's a very important point you make there, with people like yourself, don't diss this at all, folks. Seven years of age in the back garden and, you know, having that little spark within you. It's a really important thing to encourage in young people, boys or girls, isn't it, from a young age? Oh, 100%. I mean, I think that having the knowledge and understanding um, money even, you know, mm. I think that was really, really important. And, you know, there's... there's I'm one of five girls and there's 18 years actually between the oldest and the youngest. Now, my youngest sisters don't have a flair for entrepreneurialism. They, they, my parents actually put them off because they saw how tough it was um, working for themselves. And, and, you know, money was tight. Whereas for me, I was like, there's always a way out. There's always an option. There's always a solution. And that's what really attracted me to working for myself. You were young when you say 16, living alone, managerial experience at 17, uh, you know, as a a landlady as well, uh, before you were 20. My word, you were in at the deep end and learning fast. All of those roles, you know, um, are very interesting. But when did you, you know, you've set up, as I mentioned, I just mentioned some of them. You've set up the retreat, uh, beauty spa, eyelash.ie, Irish Woman magazine, Elite Pilates, Babel. Oh, my God, the list goes on. When did you first, you know, uh, touch that spark that lit the fire, lit the paper that went on to become all of these wonderful businesses? I think, you know, I always actually I'd never realised that I was working for other people. I always worked for everybody in a job mm. like it was mine like if you'd when I moved to Ireland in 2000 it was to take over and open the David Lloyd Riverview Club and that was my baby you know anybody walking into David Lloyd would have thought that it was mine because I looked after the business as an operations manager like it was my own so when I actually went out to work for myself for the first time in 2008 it didn't feel that much different Um, because I'd always had the same passion and drive working for other people. Um, Then obviously the recession hit and it felt very different. But as I say, I'm solution-based. So um, yeah, where there's a will, there's a way and I will always find that way. And what you wanted was to go your own way and you did go your own way. And you know, you are a very practical person and your experience is what you draw on from all of these businesses when you reflect back on on uh, all the areas you've been involved in would you have benefited 
from the mentor you are today if you had someone like you by your side when you look back? Oh, 100%. I mean, hindsight's a great thing, isn't it? I mean, I was very lucky. I had some great people who have always surrounded me. And I've always, I mean, they call it networking. I call it making good friends. And um, I've always done that. I've always been a connector of people. So when I needed those people, they actually came to me and helped me. Okay. So I think I think for anybody going into business, you can learn, you know, the, the whole point is, you know, you can go to a coach and you can do textbook business. You can, this is how you do this and this is how you do that. But actually learning from someone that's been there, done it, made the mistakes that hopefully you're not going to make then. Um, that's the difference, I think, with, with business mentorship. And it, it certainly helped me. Um, and I love helping other people. And you love in particular helping women who work for themselves or who are self-employed. Now, we've heard and you have and you know this of the glass ceiling that exists in corporate culture for women, you know, trying to make it. There are very few in CEO or senior positions. Are there impediments as well to women trying to uh, bring an idea to fruition to develop even a small scale business? I think, you know, funny enough, I was talking to a few of the women that are in the club this week about this this week, because I think, you know, until there's more women in that corporate world, it will always be difficult for women starting out for themselves. It's just that's the way it is. But we have to take some responsibility ourselves, too. Women are dreadful for our own thoughts and imposter syndrome and everything else. And we have to really, like, start kicking some doors down. Um, I've seen some amazing things happen over the last six months because of the issues in the corporate world. Women have gone, do you know what, actually, this isn't for me. And I've always had this idea in my head and now is the time for me to do it. So I've seen some real magical businesses start this year. And uh, it's been uh, the kick, as you say, that perhaps some needed to do what you did many, many years ago. Tell me more about the club. So last year, um, I have a bricks and mortar business, Elite Pilates in Cork. And last year, obviously, March, that shut. And I went through the the same as everybody else, the the sorrow and the sadness and the grief of not knowing what was going to happen tomorrow. Um, But as I said, you know, I'm solution based and I'm quite a positive person. And I was like, look, I need a purpose. So straight away, I started contacting all the businesses I knew in Cork and, and, and in Dublin and said, look, will you come on and do lives on Instagram? And so we went out at 11 o'clock every day, like clockwork, and we spoke about what was going on, how we think we could help people. And we just, every day I started seeing the same kind of people coming on. And then I noticed that they started all talking to each other. And it was primarily women, because that's my following. And I was like, do you know what? We actually need, we need somewhere. We need somewhere where we can all go and talk. We need somewhere where everybody understands what we're going through. And I didn't want to per se start another network. I'm members. I'm a member myself of plenty of networks and I love them. But I never could find a place that I felt really comfortable where everybody in that network worked for themselves or had a small SME um, or a solopreneur. And so I was like, I don't want to call it network. It's a club. It's a support system. Um, and every day we meet new challenges and there's people in there that haven't yet started their business. And there's people in there that have had businesses for 15 years. So we're all learning from each other daily and it's quite magical. 
That's interesting to hear because I had it uh, as a question to put to you. It doesn't matter if you have an idea, if you're just starting out on the road or you're there established. There are always learnings to be had. Oh, always. I mean, some of the businesses that, you know, the long term businesses are learning so much about marketing because, you know, over the years, marketing has changed so much and how we present ourselves and now how important a personal brand is. You know, we're always learning. Um, So, yeah, we're all learning from each other, regardless of where we are on our business journey. Now, to rhyme with club, you have Hub, the Hub, a learning platform. What's this one about? So last year, I did like every course in the world. I I love self-development. But what I was finding was a lot of things were just out of my reach, too expensive for me to do as an SME. Um, Or I was being taught by people that had never had a business. So although they were teaching me textbook, they didn't really understand what I was going through. So I wanted to create an affordable, practical teaching platform for SMEs and people in business and students where they could learn about business and they could handpick the bits that they want to to learn about, but at an affordable price. And, yeah, we launched that in January and we're just we're just going into our eighth um, course. We've done everything from um, advertising on social media to starting your own podcast um, personal branding, networking, you name it, we, we will cover it. Mm, it's going really well for you. It's called The Hub. You mentioned podcasts. How important are podcasts in this whole sphere that you move in now and that we're talking about? Because you have three, Babel, Brainstorm in a Teacup, love the name there, and Straight Talking. W- w- how significant are they? Why are they important? They're so important. So Bebel um, is another business that I own, Bebel.ie. And that podcast, um, the platform itself is to empower women and, and to encourage movement because I'm a great believer that movement heals. And I'm also a great believer of balance in life, you know. Mm. So Bebel is another women's platform. I'm all about the girls, Jerry. Yeah, um, you're all right. But it, yeah, but um, it's it's all interviews with inspirational women. And it's a great way to connect with other inspiring women that, you know, and again, we're learning all the time. Um, Brainstorming a Teacup is a reference. That was the first series of episodes that we did in the lockdown. And so we haven't actually um, added to Brainstorming a Teacup, but it's fascinating. And if you listen to it now, you can see how far as a business community we really have come in the last 12 months and how people have pivoted their businesses so amazingly. And then Brainstorm, um, sorry, Straight Talking is my new podcast, and that's a business podcast. And again, it's all it's all about connections. You know, it's really good to speak to people. I don't read an awful lot of books, but I'm well read because I talk to people every day Mm. and you keep coming back to this point that you've walked the walk and you're talking the talk now experience you can't beat it you referenced it there a moment ago you know uh, people who uh, know the academic side of things but actually uh, to be in the business with all that brings with it look it's absolutely invaluable so you've had to shake and move and twist and turn this last year like everybody else but uh, beyond this when we please God uh, Sean come out of this with vaccinations and uh, vaccination permitting do you see a possibility Positive future. Are you confident in the future uh, in Ireland and beyond? Oh, a hundred percent. With if anything awful happens, there's always huge opportunity. Um, I'm doing now probably what I should have been do- doing my whole life. I've never been happier in my working day ever. 
I get to do exactly what I want to do. And and I think really I, I stop thinking about it as coming out the other end or when this is over, because actually the next step for us is learning to live with it. And so you have to make sure that your business is ready for that. So your online offering won't disappear. People are used to it now. But you have to make sure if you've got a bricks and mortar business that you're strong in both areas. And that's when it comes into, the, you know, really understanding your finances and making sure that actually both businesses are viable. So for me, it's about the future is all about living with it. So I see nothing but positives coming out of it now. And I think, like, as I say, from what I've seen in the last 12 months, there's amazing new businesses come out of COVID. We're going to leave it on that positive note today. That's the way I like to wind it up. SeanHorn.com. That's S-I-A-N-H-O-R-N.com. More information there and all we've been talking about and a lot more besides. You're great. I wish you well. I've so enjoyed our conversation. Thank you so much, Jerry. I appreciate it. I've enjoyed it too. Thank you for joining me on the show. We will talk again. She's brilliant, isn't she? Sean Horn there and a woman with vast experience living alone in London at 16, managing at 17, a landlady at 18. Well, she knows her stuff for sure. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio this Thursday afternoon. Welcome if you're just joining us on the show, on radio, on your smart speaker or on the app perhaps. Download that LMFM app. You can bring us with you wherever you go. Back in a moment with more on today's show. The Late Lunch A breakup song, there you are, Little Mix So that's the one you play when the the wheels come off the wagon As they say, Jerry, can you please let people know Who are attending Our Lady of Lourdes Hospital in Drogheda The regional hospital uh, That the left-hand side of the windmill road is for residents only Otherwise they'll receive a €40 euro fine from the council And fines are being issued, says Leo Now that road, I do know it intimately uh, Was resurfaced recently So I would take it that the logical thing to do would be to mark the parking on the left-hand side clearly that it's for residents only and have plenty of signage up. That's what I would do if I were redoing the road. That would be my way of doing it. I must make a visit to the Windmill Road now on my travels in the next couple of days and look at the signage and look at the markings on the ground and I'll report back to you. Thanks for letting us know there. Now, your sandwiches. Banana slices. Listen to this, Louise. Banana slices... With strawberry jam and flaked almonds is lovely on soft white bread, says Joan. Also, tato crisps with sliced green Granny Smith apple. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Apple and tato crisps there, huh? That's a different type of one. Joan, you have an eclectic palate, I have to say. Here's another one for you. Listen to this, Louise. Now, let's put this together. We're putting this sandwich together, okay? Lettuce, Mm -hmm. onion. Mm Mm-hmm. What would you have? Ham or smoked salmon? Which? Ham. Jeez, we're trying to get them away from that. (laughs) We're trying to get that family away from ham. And what did she say to me? Anyway, you can have ham or smoked salmon, whatever you want. Avocado. Rachel will be very happy with that. Avocado. Sliced apple. She'd be delighted with that. On McCluskey sliced pan. (laughs) So that's, say, lettuce, onion. I'll go for the smoked salmon. Avocado and sliced apple on the sliced pan. I think that's gorgeous. Maybe a little more. 
I've never you know, had avocado on bread before, so I don't know how. Well, that avocado is. is lovely, is it? it? It really is nice. Avocado is, is a it's it's probably an acquired taste. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. But it is very very. I've had nice. it on its own, but never in yeah, bread. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it it would go in a, as Rachel was saying there in a sandwich or whatever. That's that's a mix and a half there, isn't it? That's very good. There's real good in that, you know, like with the the lettuce, the onion, the sliced apple, the smoked salmon, and the avocado. She doesn't say anything about bread or mayonnaise or salsa. No, nothing. Doesn't say no. Not having anything like the avocado. You see, the mashed avocado will give you the consistency in it. And on McCluskey's sliced pan specifically, uh, they're saying there. I have to say, McCluskey's do such a oh, wonderful right. range. Of, I love their sourdough and their seeded sourdough. Oh my word, it is just something else. They keep one, they keep one or two for me every Saturday morning now because you know what's happening. People were going into the shop and buying a batch of them up. You know what I mean? There'd be none when I arrived. Then I went one morning at nine o'clock and there was a queue at the door and I was praying, I hope they have one for me. <laughs> so now the girls keep you at least one every Saturday morning. I really do appreciate it. I do, I do indeed. Is that Laura and the girls? Yes, Laura and the crew there look after me. They're great. They really are great on uh, Trinity Street. Now, still to come on the show, the ELO story continues and Connor Curley from Fightafix. He's a good friend of ours is joining us because the uh, company based in Dundalk has won a major international award. Yes, Ursula, your sandwich choice. Rice cakes, peanut butter and banana. Interesting, Ursula. Very interesting. You love them. Keep enjoying them. We're enjoying the uh, ELO music this week at this time on Late Lunch. Yes, they're my featured artists. And uh, unfortunately, Ranker engulfed ELO in the early 80s with main man Jeff Lynn at odds with the band's management and record label. So in late 1983, he sued manager Don Arden and his label, Jet, a case he subsequently won, but really it was the end of the road for ELO. They were contracted, however, for one more album, which was eventually released in 1986. They did play a final concert then in their hometown, Birmingham, uh, that same year, but disbanded after an appearance in Germany in the autumn of 86. The name ELO is owned by Lynn and Bev Bevan. However... Bevan sold out to Lynn, who has, on a number of occasions since, in the 90s and noughties, revamped the lineup, recorded new material and dipped extensively into the band's back catalogue to re-release hits and bring them back in performance. I'm going back again today, this time to 1979. From the album Discovery and a song that did well for ELO in early 1980. It's all about the time spent by the band travelling between home in Birmingham and the big smoke. Last train to London, ELO made the top ten in the UK in its day. Yeah, they were fantastic, weren't they? Yeah, we'll bring you your final ELO song tomorrow around about this time on Late Lunch. Angela says, you can't beat a noodle sandwich. They're yummy, she says. Whatever rocks your clock, Angela. You enjoy it still. It's one I never tried, to be honest. You never even thought of. Just reminding you again before we head to a final break. If you know somebody who is a carer, do let Sinead know on the 11 to 1 show. Carers have been recognised all this week. There's a 50 euro one for all voucher to be won as well. So if you want to nominate somebody, get in touch with us and they could be on with Sinead having a chat and winning that lovely prize on the 11 to 1 show here on LMFM Radio. 
we head to our final break of the afternoon and joining us then is now an international award winner. Yes, Mr. Conor Kerley from Fighterfix is with, with us next his business and product was first recognised here at home, winning a prestigious Irish Quality Food and Drink Award late last year, but that now has certainly been surpassed because Fitafix has won the best global startup at the World Food Innovation Awards, which were held online like all awards have been in the last year, last month. And a good friend of ours is on the line. We want to acknowledge his success. Welcome back to the show today, Conor Curley. Hi, uh, yeah, Jerry. Thanks for the kind words. Delighted to be on here with you. Uh, delighted to have you with us. What does this mean to you, Conor? Oh, it means so much. I mean, look, the last 12 months have been really hard. Um, as you know, and as your listeners, uh, some of your listeners will know, you know, we, we had clinical research plans this time last year, which were completely disrupted by COVID. So we really had to go back to the drawing board and, and pivot, uh, which is that famous word uh, caused by COVID. So we went from uh, kind of clinical trial ideas to a new product concept to a new concept launch in six months, which is pretty good going at the at the best of times, never mind in the middle of a global pandemic with a really, really small team and absolutely no money. So um, it means so much, um, you know, to see our product recognised on a global uh, global stage. And we're not quite on a global stage yet, but we will be. So, uh, yeah. Up the wee county. <laughs> Good man, Connor. Delighted for you. No better man and uh, proper and right recognition. And of course, to have this now to add to your uh, CV of success is simply wonderful. You mentioned there that, you know, you are on the start, really, of a journey and what you've achieved so far has been remarkable. You're selling online. How is that going for you? <clears throat> yeah, it's going very well um, in the grand scheme of things. I mean, it's a it's a very competitive market. Obviously, with COVID, everybody's online now. And obviously, we're a small company and there's, there's a lot of big companies out there. So it is extremely difficult. And my expertise is really in the lab and in the clinic. But, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. And slowly and surely, we're, we're, we're getting some traction, which is great. And, uh, yeah, we've got big plans. So uh, I think this week we just shipped to our 20th country as far as Vietnam and Singapore, all from the wee county, so it's fantastic. That is great. I'm sure, like, uh, God willing and vaccine enabling, I keep saying this all the time, I keep, I seem to be keeping repeating myself on this one, but it is a fact, uh, retail will resume again and open up, not alone in Ireland uh, and the UK, but across the world. I take it you'd like to increase your reach through retail? Absolutely, 100%. And I mean, we, we're only in one pharmacy in the whole of County Light at the moment. So if there's any retailers listening, give us a shout. We're only in Smith's and Dundalk. We're actually not in any pharmacies outside of Dundalk in Louth. And we've actually had numerous calls from people who visited Smith's in the last week or two uh, from outside Louth, outside Dundalk to buy the product. And Smith's were sold out. So we had people, you know, driving from Dromeskin, from RD, from Drogheda to Dundalk and there was no product available. So the good news is I'm delivering product to Smith tomorrow. But the extra good news is, um, you know, I'm always happy to jump in the car and personally deliver it throughout Loud and Mead. Yes. Um, and we're actually not in any retail in Mead yet either. So, uh, yeah, I think there's there's huge potential, but uh, it's just about uh, how much time we have. We don't have time to contact every single pharmacy. So, yeah. Uh, um, 
it's one step at a time, but definitely uh, that's our ambition for sure. They listen to us in pharmacies, you know, on late lunch across the northeast. I know this, and we have contact with a number as well. If there's a pharmacy listening today and they'd like to talk to you about stocking the product, what's the easiest way to get in touch in Lowthermead? Yeah, absolutely. Lowthermead or even elsewhere. Beyond, yeah. You can get us through our website. Our email is hello at fightafix.ie. And my, our, person, our, uh, our phone number is just 83 148796. So that's 083-145-8796. And then, of course, we're on all social media channels, including LinkedIn. And, you know, all of your listeners should know that they can use those exact same contact details as well. Okay, and that's Fighter Fix. Just spell the name there, please. <clears throat> yeah, it's a bit of a tricky one, Joe. So fight in scientific language means plant, and all of our products are 100% plant-based, which means they're suitable for vegans and vegetarians. So fight is P-H-Y-T. And then fix, as in we help you fix your health. So fight a fix is P-H-Y-T-A-P-H-I-X. Yeah, fight a fix. That's very important. Fight a fix. <clears throat> and Immune Fix is your first product. And I know you have plans for others as well. Just tell our listeners again briefly what fight a fix, our Immune Fix, does. Yeah, so Immune Fix is basically a whole food preparation uh, in a powdered format which contains all the nutrients you need for your immune system. So it contains ingredients like mushroom, premium uh, Japanese matcha tea, elderberry, strawberry, Indian gooseberry, specific type of cherry, and it basically contains all the nutrients, so vitamin B12, vitamin C, vitamin D, selenium, zinc, and um, magnesium, as well as antioxidants and polyphenols. And all of these are crucially important for immune system. And, you know, a lot of people might take them individually. We put them all together, and you just need simply one teaspoon a day, and that's for adults or children, suitable, it's gluten-free, it's suitable for vegans, vegetarians, and it's also low-carbohydrate as well. Um, so it kind of suits everybody. Uh, you know, you think of the busy mom at home, maybe homeschooling, maybe working from home. It's suitable for the busy mom and her husband or, or partner and her children and her grandparents. So we kind of yeah. designed it like that purposely. Yes, it, it covers all ages. And you can sprinkle it on food or dilute it. It's easy to take. It's very easy to take and it's actually really pleasant flavour. And is. people really love the flavour. So mm. I know you've tried it yourself. Today. Yes. Um, so, you know, you can add it into your, your ordinary routine, whether it be porridge in the morning or yogurt in the afternoon or into a glass of milk or water or juice, into your smoothie, into fruit salad. It really is very versatile. And again, it, you know, I think a lot of people are suffering from what we call pill fatigue and don't like taking more and more capsules and tablets and pills. So that's, again, why we, uh, why we put it into a powder. And the final thing is just it's more absorbable in a powdered format as well. And, of course, I know you have plans uh, for more product lines as well to deal with the likes of inflammation, gut health, cholesterol, uh, blood pressure, etc. They're all, they'll be worked on. They're part of your plans to expand the production. Absolutely. So, I mean, again, my, my expertise is in nutrition and, and new product development, not in marketing a, a business and um, so, you know, the new product development is, is definitely where my forte is. And um, the kind of the, the issue there is just which one that we go with next. And, you know, we're looking strongly at inflammation, gut health and cholesterol, all the big issues across the world, uh, including in Ireland. And of course, the, the inflammation one, we have a lot of users actually who, who, who I provided for for free. And, you know, they report remarkable improvements and things like sore, sore joints, sore knees, etc. Um, so it's really quite exciting. And the final thing I would just say about that is, as you know, I myself, Derry, have two uh, inflammatory immune conditions. So allergic asthma and multiple sclerosis are both related to the immune system and inflammation. And I think there's so much we can do for, for both of those. So it's a really exciting time for us.
World Award, World Acknowledgement for Fight Fix in Dundalkin County Loud. Couldn't happen to better people. Connor, you're great. I wish you well and thank you for joining me today. Congratulations. Thanks a million, Jerry. And finally, just to let your listeners know that we're featured in the Dundalk Democrat this week. And the headline I put in myself was, we company from We County win World Award and we're absolutely delighted and proud to be from loud. <laughs> WWW. Good on you, Connor. Take care. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Sherry. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's Fighterfix. P-H-Y-T-A. P-H-I-X and his number is 083-145-8796. It'd be nice to see him stocked, wouldn't it? He's doing really well and it's a great product. Huge acknowledgement for it. Based in County Loud in more pharmacies in Loud Than Me. I really do hope that happens. Anyway, that's a lot on Late Lunch for this Thursday afternoon. Tomorrow on the show, Tara Walker is with us on the show tomorrow. Yes, she's talking about spring cooking. We might even do a bit of lamb. I'm sure we will. Uh, St. Peter's College Dunboyne, they have a new community dog. We're going to hear all about it. Leon Blanche. Leon Blanche brings us the sport as well. And what about the games? Those games you played as a child. I played. Louise played. I know lots of you would have played as well. The games we played on the street. In the schoolyard, now with insurance. Can you play them in the schoolyard anymore? We're going to be talking about schoolyard and street games on late lunch tomorrow. So dig into your minds and your memories. We want to hear from you on the show. We're going to have a bit of crack about it on Friday's late lunch. Eddie's coming next with The Drive. Stay with us here on LMFM Radio. Take care this evening. Have a nice one. See you for the final late lunch Friday, 1.30. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drahada Dundalk and Cavan. Attention all van drivers. We have the biggest range of light commercials in the northeast. Our van specialist, Danny at Blackstone Motors, will find a commercial vehicle to suit your requirements. We offer same-day business finance. Call Danny or visit blackstonemotors.ie for more information. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.